was good. Luke chapter 11, verse 5. Here is the word of the Lord. He also said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him somebody say amen somebody say amen we're going to talk for just a few moments from the topic winning in prayer you may be seated in the presence of the lord winning 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 in prayer heads about eyes are closed father we are so grateful for today father thank you for meeting us here in this holy place thank you lord for setting the atmosphere paving the way for the word to go forth with power and authority father i pray that you would hide me behind your cross that you would unearth even more than you poured into me that you would show me things that I hadn't yet seen or studied. All for your glory. All for the edification of this, your people. And Father, there's someone here in person or online who has never met your son as Savior. Father, I pray that this would be the day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let everyone say amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much, ushers. Winning in prayer winning winning in prayer here here is our big idea for for today's message we win in prayer with persistence and consistency get that down we we win in prayer with persistence and consistency yeah so in, in keeping with our prayer first theme we continue with with Jesus's dialogue on prayer. We have been interchanging Luke's account with Matthew's account, but on today, we will use Luke. How does one win in prayer? Even more probative, can you win in prayer? Well, I guess this is a preview of our message. Here it is. Winning in prayer occurs when we see beyond our ask by seeking the one to whom we ask. 
Let me say that one more time. Winning in prayer occurs. It, it happens. You are victorious when we see beyond our ask what it is you're pleading for by seeking the one to whom we ask. Beloved, winning in prayer is about communing with the Father. Winning in prayer is about the exchange of pouring out and being poured into. It's about sharing and being heard. It's about speaking and receiving more than answers. Seeing beyond our ask by seeking the one to whom we ask. I tried to tell this story on Wednesday. It didn't go well. I'm going to tell it again. It's Dr. H.B. Charles. He says, imagine a father playing with his small children. He sits on the couch with several coins in his hand. His children sit on his lap and work to get his fingers open. One by one, they pry his fingers open. Then they snatch the coins and happily run away. The father is left sitting alone. Beloved, is this how you pray? Do you only come to the Father for the coins in his hand? Is it just about your health and finances, your, your ministry, your life, your business? Indeed, God is able to handle all of that and then some, but the challenge is this. Seek the face of God and not just the hand of God. And this is where we win in prayer. But on the, on the same token, this is where many of us lose in prayer. Because we're more concerned about what we get than about getting more of him. Beloved, Jesus showed us how to win and he also taught us how to win. Today's passage has Two parables, two parables, Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. Both parables relieve, reveal an aspect of prayer and or asking. And both, both parables focus upon the goodness of the Father. In the first parable, it communicates persistence in prayer. The second parable demonstrates how the heavenly Father gives his children what is good for them and not what harms them. The first, bar first parable shows us how we respond to people's persistence. Both parables show us how we can be, watch this, submitted and surrendered to the will of God for our lives. Look at verse 5. It says, uh, he also said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Y'all stay with me here this morning. Beloved, notice in the parable, an, an after-hours friend with an inconvenient need. Now, before we deal with this text too heavily, y'all, we can relate to that. 
Isn't it amazing how people have emergencies at the worst time? I mean, they call at the worst time. They stop by. At, well, they don't stop by too much anymore, but you get my point. And every time you see that name or number, you know, oh, here we go again. Y'all don't say amen. You know I'm telling the truth. But it is because I need for you to understand that is what friendship is all about. And that person knows something in you that maybe you don't know about yourself. Yes, you are a dependable, you are trustworthy, you know how to come through because you understand the value of friendship. But I need for you to understand something about this passage. This, this passage is not emphasizing the value of a friend. It is emphasizing the faithfulness of a father. Oh, God, I want you to strain your memory to a couple of Sundays ago when, when Jesus contrasts the father with the ungodly judge. Luke chapter 18 verse 1 says, Now he told them a parable on, on the need for them to pray always and not give up. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people, and a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. Remember, Jesus was not comparing, showing the similarities between the Father in heaven and this judge. He was contrasting, showing the differences, revealing the distinctions. In fact, theologians call these contrasting parables good lessons from bad examples. First and foremost, you know this ain't the father in our current parable, Luke chapter 11, because our father doesn't sleep. Oh, God, I feel that by myself. Text says uh, uh, this man was, was asleep in, in the bed with his friend. You know that ain't the father because the father doesn't sleep. The scripture says he neither slumbers nor sleeps. So the, he's not comparing this friend with the father. It is a contrast distinctions, differences, but secondly, you know this ain't the Father because he can't be bothered by our coming ever. And I need for you to know this, child of God, you will never get on God's nerves. You will never wear God out. As a matter of fact, you don't have to even worry about that because he invites you to come into his presence. This friend in the bed yelling through the door is more like us than it is like the father. Oh, come on, help me somebody. It's more like us. That's how we are. Somebody calls and we don't answer the phone and say, can you just text me what you want, please? That's our way of yelling through the door. Someone tries to stop by, we look out, see who it is, we don't open the door. That's our way of yelling. Oh, out the door. See, there is a friend interceding for a friend to a friend. There's a lot of friends in this parable. But it's a contrast still. Because we don't ask our friend we ask our Father. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody up in here. 
the request comes to the friend who is in bed and bothered. That is not your father. That is not how we approach him. That, that is not how he receives our requests. And yet, the request is given. It is granted. Not because the friend at the door is bothersome, but because of his boldness. Oh, God. The text says he will get up and give him as much as he needs because of his boldness. Here's our first point. I ain't got but two this morning, Patricia. Just two points. Here it is. Ask until you get what God wants. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody up in here. You thought I was going to say what you want. No, no, no. Ask until you get what God wants. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Beloved, you know you've grown when what you want is what God wants. You know, you've, you know your prayer life is, is hitting on all cylinders when, when what you need and want is what the Lord wants for you and he is willing to grant it. You know that you've made some progress. Stephen Greg Brown, when you stop asking for silly stuff that is outside of God's will, contrary to his word, you know that you have gotten to the next level of prayer. Ask until you get what God wants. The knocking friend is modeling, demonstrating boldness and persistence. Since it's midnight, one knock won't do. Oh, God. Since it's midnight, one ask won't do. Now, 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 in contrast with the brother in bed, the Father in heaven welcomes our ask. The Father longs for us to petition in persistence, not because we can change his mind, but so he can give us what we really need and more. This is what it looks like to ask until you get what God once. There's somebody in the house who asked until they got what God wanted. I know there's a witness on here somewhere. You asked until you got what God You didn't start out that way, but you kept asking. And you finally got, Miss Theo, what God wanted. There's somebody in the house who, who thought you wanted one thing, but then God showed you something Different. You thought you had it all figured out, but, but in the fullness of time, it was revealed to you. No, no, that ain't what you want. That's what you want. You thought you wanted that. No, but that, that's what you thought you was asking for that, but here is what you really want. The Father wants time with you while he reveals to you what you truly need. Somebody say time. Come on, time. Seek the face of God, not just God's hand. Got to keep coming. A lady came to the great preacher, G. Campbell Morgan, and said, 
I only take the big things to God. I don't take the little things to God. Dr. Morgan looked at her and said, lady, anything you take to God is little. Oh, God. And that is precisely the case. You can bring everything to God because anything you bring to God is little to him, even if it's big to you. And I'm just trying to stop by here to let you know that you want to ask God about the big stuff and the little stuff. And you keep on asking until God gives you what he wants. Oh, God. I'm feeling good, y'all. Because I know there's somebody under the sound of my voice. You've been asking. And you're trying to figure this thing out, and, and, and sometimes it feels like you're all by yourself, child of God. He's there. He's listening. He is, not, he is not asleep on you. He is not upset with you for your persistence. He's simply trying to give you what he wants. He's trying to help your will to conform to his will. Not only ask until you get what God wants. Secondly and finally, trust that what you get is best. Help me finish it, Thea. Trust that what you get is best. The text is moving. Verse 9. So I ask you, ask. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock. And the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened. What father among you if his son asks for fish would give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil, somebody say I'm evil. Mm -mm, you didn't say it. Come on, somebody say I'm evil. Go on and accept it. Come on, somebody say I'm evil. I know you say, but you got that evil. Can I say I'm evil? Sanctimonious. Embrace it. You look good for me. But we evil. How do you know I'm evil? Because Jesus calls us evil. Woo! If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Trust that what you get is best. Look at Jesus' language in the text. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. I, I love the way Wiersbe explains it. He says, ask in verse 8 is essentially keep on asking. Woo, I feel that by myself. Seek is keep on seeking. Knock is keep on knocking. In other words, don't just come at midnight. Come to him every moment of your life. Don't just come to him when you need something. Come to him on a regular basis. But what we must see embedded in verse 9 is a promise. Somebody say a promise. Yeah, there is a promise. There is a promise in verse 9. It's, it's a promise that the Father will answer. That's why I got to stop for just a little while. I had, had, had to hold my peace, y'all. Because I'm recognizing what's happening in the text. The Father will answer. 
And so it's a promise that you will receive, Stephen Brown, what is best. Oh, God. What's best, Stephen Brown, ain't always what you ask. Oh, God. Your neighbor fell asleep. Just give him a nudge. Just touch him with your pen. Come on. Need to hear this. This is good, y'all. Hmm. Help me, Holy Spirit. Y'all, the Father knows best. Our second parable emphasizes the relationship that believers share with the Father. As we persistently and consistently come to him asking, seeking, knocking, it will be given. You will find. It will be opened. That is a promise. Oh, God. So Jesus pushes this promise with an example. He says in verse 11, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, let me, let me help you theologically before I help you practically. Jesus says, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, during this dispensation... This season, the Holy Spirit had not yet come. The Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2. Believer, you have the Holy Spirit. When you receive the grace gift of salvation by faith, through Christ, we receive the fullness of God. But these disciples need to pray for the Spirit. And so, Lord Jesus, listen, it's the best thing that you can receive at this juncture. Now, let's get to the practical. Here it is. Stay with me. The Father's love and wisdom will always give us what is best for us. You ask for that job. The Father knows best. You ask for that relationship. Ain't got no amen there. The Father knows best. You ask for that thing. The Father knows best. When, when, when we ask the Father, he will never give us less than we ask, nor will he give us something that harms us. So in my own life, I have to accept the fact that maybe I asked God for something. He didn't respond in my time, and so I took it. Oh, I ain't got no witnesses up in here. And now I'm wearing the scars of getting ahead of God. But child of God, if you wait. When we ask the Father, he will never give us less than we ask. He, he will never give us something that harms us. That's why he drew the comparison. If the, if the child asked for something, why would they give him something else? 
That's not how he operates. That's not how he functions. But y'all, his permissive will allows him to release some stuff. And I bet everyone in here could raise their hands and I wish I wouldn't have asked for that. I got two hands already. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The Father gives, watch this, you'll know it's, it's the Lord. He gives based upon his glory and based upon what's best for us. See, in the preceding verses, we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's, that's his glory. That's for his kingdom expansion. He's not going to release stuff that's going to take you out of his will. I used to want those cars, man. Till those cars had me at the detail shop in the car wash on Sunday morning. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, man. I used to want to be the man on the scene. Till all of that drew me away from the Lord. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost finished. That stuff that we think we want, God is not giving it to us. Because his gifts are for his glory and for what's best for us. So Jesus helps us again by contrasting our limited understanding as earthly parents with the infinite wisdom of our heavenly father. But I hear you. I'm finished, but I, I hear you. You're like, Pastor Ron, I, I, I've been asking. I've been knocking. I've been seeking. I've been crawling, I've been begging, I've been rolling dice, I've been checking my, my what's they call that, my uh, horoscope, I've been, uh, I've been doing it all, I ain't, I ain't heard, I ain't seen, I ain't felt nothing, what's going on? Persistence in prayer is not an attempt to change God's mind. You just prayed, thy will be done. Persistence in prayer is to get ourselves to the place where he can trust us with the answer. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody up in here. Beloved, it's, it's, it's my own experience that, that God couldn't trust me with some stuff. I wasn't ready yet. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it yet. So he tarried until I got ready. Trust that what you get is best. Every single one of us have, has been believing and asking, needing God to show up in some situations, needing God to shift some things. And I'm going to my own vision as I see how God unfolds his will in my life. You know, there's some situations where I've simply got to get out of the way. There, there are some situations where I'm not mature enough to see God's revelation. There are some situations where I am convinced that God is in fact waiting on me. Did you hear that? You think you're waiting on God. You praying and fasting, lamenting, up all night, crying yourself to sleep. 
And the Lord God is just sitting back waiting on you. Mm -hmm. When you finish, let me know. All of that that you're doing. In all of these instances, God's glory is the goal. Don't quit, y'all. Don't give up too soon. A woman left her diamond brooch in a hotel. When she got home, she remembered her brooch and called the hotel. She told the manager what happened, and he went to look for it. He found the expensive diamond brooch in her room, put it in the safe behind his desk, and returned to the phone to give her the good news. But she had already hung up. Y'all, so many of us are like that. We are not willing to wait (laughs) on the Lord to answer. We're we're not willing to tarry and to be persistent and and to be consistent in our prayers. And and by the time we make it back to the phone, we just... uh, hung that thing up, but but Isaiah helps me. He says, hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching for his under. You better get your shout on. I'm closing. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint, and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Is there a witness in the house? You're not going to go to bed tonight without getting on your knees and said, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whether will I go? Father, we thank you. We thank you for today, for the simplicity of your word, for the power of your word, for the reminder in your word. <laughs> Woo! Lord, you've taught us clearly that by faith, We ought to ask until we get what you want. And then by faith, we ought to trust that what we get is best. Father, every single one of us struggles in this area of prayer. I don't care whether you've been a believer for 50 years or for five months. It's a challenge to be consistent, to be faithful. But Father, oftentimes we we fail to see how we're out of alignment. So oftentimes, Father, it's not that you aren't granting our requests, it's that we aren't in a position or the place to receive them. Or Lord, it could be that we weren't patient enough and we, we hung the phone up before we got the good news. So, Father, I pray that we know that you are more than a friend. You're a father. 
and we don't bother you when we come to you. It's not a it's not it's not worrisome to you when we pray fervently. So Father, I'm asking in faith that you would grow up our prayers. That we begin to pray more for your glory and less about the stuff we want. That we would seek your face and your kingdom. And just know that everything that we think we want comes after we're in alignment, whatever it is. I pray for that young person under the sound of my voice that's praying for clarity, for focus, for their life. They're wandering, Father, but at least they're listening to the message now, and I pray that you would touch their hearts, that you would grant them a glimpse of who you want them to be. I pray for those of us who have been in the faith for a while. Father, we're just kind of tense in this season. Father, help us to rediscover the peace that surpasses all understanding. Help us, Father God, to be peaceable and peacemakers. Father, we pray for our church that this will truly be a house of prayer. Father, I'm praying for a prayer ministry to be revived in this church. Please, Father.